And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Max Olson and Sam Kahn Jr. of The Athletic. The Big 12 continues to engage in serious discussions about future expansion with a current preference of adding four new members. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston have emerged as the leading contenders. Sam, <laughs> here we are. The, the Big 12 is actually being proactive and trying to you know save the conference and figure out what does this look like when Texas and Oklahoma uh, someday leave this conference. And uh, you know after two days of, of, of meetings in Dallas between Bob Bowlesby and um, you know uh, Big 12 ADs and decision makers, um, they, there seems to be, I'm not going to say there's consensus yet, but there, there seems to be coming out of that meeting a sense that a, um, you know, these eight remaining members are working together and uh, determined to to figure out the future of the Big 12. And, you know, B, there there is a, a real sense here that, um, you know, expansion, is, it's time to talk about expansion. And these are the four schools that seem to, to, to have the easiest time uh, gaining support. What do you think about uh, this move if the Big 12 uh, decides to make it? Number one, I think it's imperative that they expand. I think long-term survival of this conference it hinges upon them getting bigger. They're too vulnerable at eight. And it's clear that after the Pac-12 said they weren't expanding and they were entering this alliance with the ACC and the Big Ten, that there really weren't very many options for the remaining eight schools. So the next best option is try to survive on your own and make yourself the best football and maybe basketball conference that you can be. But football takes priority. And adding these schools, BYU obviously has a national brand. UCF, Recent success, Cincinnati, recent success, Houston, not immediate, re- immediately recently, but relatively recent success. They went to a Beach Bowl in 2015 and have had a history in the last 17 years of being a team that's a factor for a New Year's Six Bowl game and, no, no. and one of those types no, no. of teams. So these teams make sense. If you are trying to make the best football conference and add teams that are available that you can draw to an eight-team conference, these four to get you to 12 make a ton of sense in my opinion. You know, you mentioned it, but there, there is from, from my reporting, there definitely has been a change in tone since Thursday when the PAC 12 announced that they will not be expanding uh, in the near future here at, at this time. Um, I think for the, the few big 12 members that were maybe holding out hope that there was some escape plan here that potentially they needed to hold off and see if there was a power five conference that would take them. I, I think there seems to be an understanding now that's not going to happen in the near future. And, uh, these eight schools, as we've said from the, the start of this process, they need to figure out a way to trust each other and work together and and sort of understand that the, you know, in, in terms of being financially um, where they need to be in the future and in ma- maintaining power five status and all that, that their their best option seems to be collaborating and, and holding this conference together. And in this case, adding to it. And so, you know, from my understanding, you know, I've, I've previously reported, as you know, Sam, that uh, there, there has been reluctance about Houston. Um, it, was, it was clear what BYU brings to the table, as we reported on Friday. 
Um, they're just, when you talk to anybody involved in this stuff, there's, there's not really a whole lot of questions about uh, UCF and Cincinnati. I think it's pretty clearly understood what they can bring to the table. And, and again, these, um, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF have all been to New Year's six bowl games since 2015. So, you know, they, we know high level success is possible for these members and BYU came very close last year and, uh, and had a terrific year last year with Zach Wilson. So, um, as, as I've reported in the past, um, there was reluctance about Houston in 2016. They did not bring Houston into the mix here in, in large part because Texas didn't want Houston in the big 12. And now I think there is a very different tone about this. And that is, uh, you know, <laughs> Are, are are there sort of political concerns about bringing Tillman Fertitta and, and the Houston leadership into the Big 12? Yeah, there are a little bit. But there seems to be an understanding of let's put politics aside and understand that uh, Houston just makes the conference stronger. And, and you know, there you can you can quibble over the TV and uh, value and all that kind of stuff. But um, as a Houston grad, I have to ask you, what do you think of this this turn of events here that suddenly Houston actually does have momentum uh, in terms of uh, potentially joining the Big 12. I'm very much in the camp of I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to Houston to the Big 12. And the reason yeah. I say that is this. Historically, the Big 12 has always been resistant to Houston. Even when the conference was first formed as a merger between the Big 8 and the Southwest Conference, Houston was one of those schools that was left out. It was Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, and Baylor that went, not Houston. And there's still a lot of hurt feelings in Houston about that. And then the expansion process in 2016 that obviously was not an expansion until Mefertita made his opinion known that call, he call called it a, it a sham. sham. Yeah, he yeah, called right. he wouldn't call a local radio show in Houston, called it a sham. And he wasn't the only one that felt he, that way. He teed off on Bob Bullsby. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, there and and Tillman was a little he was smarting a little bit because Texas had just hired Tom Herman. Fertitta had tried very hard to keep Tom Herman there. And so not only did the Big 12, a Big 12 school, take the coach that he wanted to keep, they also offered them this chance of expansion, then didn't made him through, go through a dog and pony show and then didn't do it. And a lot of Houston officials felt upset and felt that the time was wasted and effort was wasted and money was wasted in that process that the Big 12 had decided it wasn't going to expand. All that said, if the Big 12 is trying to make the best football conference, BYU has been successful, UCF has been successful, Cincinnati has been successful, and Houston has shown that it can have success and that it is committed financially. They have a $75 million athletic budget, which ranks with really some lower in power fives. They have put facilities, they've got an indoor football facility that's one of the best in the country. They built a new stadium in 2014 for football. They have one of the best basketball facilities, both arena and practice facility in the country. Obviously the basketball program is in great shape and they're working on trying to get a football ops building. Dana Holgerson and I talked about that this spring that one of his next priorities is a $60 million standalone football operations building. They've got to raise the money and, and do all that uh, still, but that's a priority and it's something that, that Houston officials, I think feel like it's something that could be a little sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll have to see, you know, when they can raise the money for it. But it's again, they are committed to competing at the highest level in college athletics. And Renew Couture, their president, has always been aggressive in positioning them as an athletic. So I think that makes them make sense for expansion in the Big Twelve. Yeah, you know, the the obvious question here um, that that sources I talk to don't have a great answer for yet is the when. You know, the the when of. Um, you know, at what point does the big 12 go back to having 12 members? And, 
Um, I think there's there's clearly a lot of work to be done. If this is the plan that they can can uh, you know kind of reach consensus on, I've heard this could move quickly. Uh, just from the standpoint of of, of selecting the members and, and making those invitations. Now we'll see. I'm sure there's still a lot more homework to be done uh, in terms of getting all the presidents on board. And the, you know, this is the Big 12. I, we're not going to sit here and say that there can't be some twists and turns in this process and, and some uh, surprise developments. But as it stands today. Uh, it, it seems like this thing could move potentially quickly. However, in terms of bringing schools into the Big 12, um, there are some obvious obstacles. There's still the obstacle of Texas and Oklahoma uh, still being in the Big 12 and claiming that they will be in the Big 12 until the summer of 2025. Now, if they give notice, that, that changes things, obviously. And, you know, perhaps the Big 12 figuring out its future makes it a little bit easier to engage in that conversation of when should Texas and Oklahoma leave. Um, we'll see that, that part, there's, there's no point in predicting how that negotiation would go. Um, but the other, the other part of this, that's really important, obviously, is if the big 12 is targeting members of the AAC, the AAC does require, uh, departing members to give 27 months notice and pay a $10 million fee. Now in 2019, UConn left the AAC and within a month, they were able to negotiate that down to just 12 months notice, but they were going to the Big East and they were becoming an, an independent in uh, football. That's much less of a, a threat to the future of the AAC. And so they were able to negotiate that down to 12 months in exchange for $17 million. Um, I think when you think about that that time frame, I would I would assume that Mike Oresco is not trying to leave, let them leave early. Um, so is this 2024? Is this 2025? Is there a year where all of these schools are in the conference together? I don't know. I'm not sure they know the timing of that yet, but certainly that um, <laughs> it creates some intrigue here as to when the Big 12 would potentially look like this. Um, but uh, certainly it seems like this thing is is starting. As we as has been the case, Sam, for, throughout these six, seven, eight weeks, things, again, are moving faster than expected. Yeah, and I think if you're the Big 12, if you're the remaining eight schools, if you're Bob Bowlesby, you have to operate under the assumption that Oklahoma and Texas are going to try to get out for 2022, that they're going to try to make their move to the SEC next year. If you do not prepare for that, now we don't know if that's going to happen because, like you said, Texas and Oklahoma have publicly said all the right things about staying until 2025. But you cannot afford to wait because you risk leaving yourself even more vulnerable than you already are. So it is, to me, imperative upon the Big 12 to operate as if Texas and Oklahoma will not be members next year. And that, to me, helps strengthen them in this expansion process. The The thing about what you said about the American and its notification, that is going to be an interesting part to me because, like you said, UConn was able to get out and negotiate it down because of its circumstances and where it was going. The Taking these three schools, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, yeah, yeah the, the, taking them from the American is going to hurt the Americans' media rights deals, big time. And it's going to affect those schools that are left. And and so I, I imagine Mike Oresco uh, is going to fight and the schools in there are going to to do what they can to make sure they're made whole when this thing is all said and done. They're very much in a similar position that the Big 12 was when Texas and Oklahoma left. But that, that the timing part of it, I think, is the most fascinating part, but I think it, it's imperative upon the Big 12 to move as quickly as it can. Well, we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, certainly, uh, it, it, there have been some some surprising turns here, and, and who's to say there won't be more? But it looks like the Big 12, if the Big 12 can pull this off, if they can get the votes and, and pull this off, then I think it creates some stability and, and, and a, a stronger sense that this conference 
in terms of status and stature, um, would still be a power five conference and, and still, you know, who knows what the financials look like, but I, I, it looks like this is a chance to, you know, a pretty clear, uh, a path to saving the big 12. So we will, uh, we will continue to follow this story. Thank you so much for, for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the athletics headline section for much more on this story and ask your Google assistant to play news from the athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to save 33% on an annual subscription to The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.